Would you like to be able to walk in divine health 24-7? Would you like to minister healing to others and not be in the healing line yourself? Would you like to receive the blessings from God every day of your life rather than praying to God for a miracle? Would you like to know how to lead someone to the Lord without having to take them to your pastor? In this podcast, you'll learn how to receive all these promises from God. Hello, my name's Gary Preston. For those of you who don't know me, God spoke to me a number of years ago and asked me, would I teach the teachers slash preachers how to rightly divide the word of truth? But you know that there was a time when I myself was discipled and the man who discipled me, his name is David Sweet. And today I'm very excited to tell you that David is our guest speaker on this podcast episode. I can't introduce David without including his wife, Lindy. Lindy at the moment is in Europe, so she can't be with us. But in my introduction, I need to include Lindy. David and Lindy are experienced ministers who specialize in both ministering healing and teaching how to heal the sick. Their ministry is accompanied by instant manifestations of healing. They believe healing is the dinner bell of the gospel and they ring that dinner bell at every opportunity. With a passion to see people saved, healed and delivered, David and Lindy's prayer is that the word they teach is so simple that even the youngest child can understand it. They preach the word of God with boldness and in demonstration of the Holy Spirit. It's not just because David discipled me that I've invited him to come and speak with us today. It's because Grace Faith Christian Discipleship has attracted quite a number of people who are in need of seeing healing manifest in their bodies. Clearly, David and Lindy have an anointing to heal the sick. Not that we all don't have that anointing, but at their meetings, it is unheard of for people not to be healed in their seats, as David will testify. So it just seemed to be a logical thing where you have a need of healing, get the specialist in. You can't do better than David and Lindy Sweet. Oh, and I'd also like to thank Pastor Tony from Rama Family Church in Brisbane. Uh, David Sweet was his guest speaker, and that's where we've got the, uh, the audio with Tony's permission. Thank you very much, Pastor Tony. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also the Greek. Hallelujah. Now, I, I think there's six words that I find particularly important in this verse. They're probably all important, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of for it is the of God to salvation for everyone who what you know what a disclaimer is or there's conditions you know you get a ticket for something you get 15% or whatever but you can't use it on public holidays or you can't use it on the weekend you can do it anytime you like but not Friday night Annoying, isn't it? Because that's usually when you want to use it. But there's a disclaimer here or condition here. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God to salvation for everyone who what? If you don't believe the gospel, it won't work for you. 
and the power won't work for you. Hallelujah. Now, this New Testament word for power is the Greek word dynamis, which we get our English word dynamite from. So dynamite could be used for good things, maybe like blowing up a stump on a field for a farmer so he wants to plant some veggies there. Or they can blow up the, the overburden on earth when they want to do open coal mining and that sort of thing. Or you can use it for a bad thing. You might want to blow up a safe in a bank because you want to rob it. Okay, so that power can be used for good or bad or whatever. But the power of God is for good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's the good for all mankind. It says in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with who went about doing good. And healing some. No, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because God was with him. I want you to notice something here. The whole of the Godhead involved in this good work. The whole of the Godhead involved in this healing. The whole of the Godhead is involved in the gospel. It says how God the Father anointed Jesus' Son with the Holy Spirit. So here we have God involved in dispensing power, amen, through the gospel. Hallelujah. So what does the word gospel mean? Well, the word gospel actually means good news. It's actually too good to be true. Because what it really means is that what Jesus did for us, he came from heaven to earth. He came in the form of a man the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He suffered under the punishment for our sins, was crucified on a cross and descended into hell. And after three days, he was raised from the dead and everybody that puts their faith and trust in him, they can receive all the good things that he's provided for us, abundant life. What a deal. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to deserve it. All you have to do is believe and receive it. What a deal. Hallelujah. But if you don't believe it, it won't work for you. But we have believers here today. And if you're not a believer, but the end of this meeting, you probably will be a believer. Hallelujah. Because God's love and concern for us is totally irresistible. Can I have an amen? amen? Okay. So we receive this power of God. We receive the gospel. We receive everything from God by faith. We don't deserve it and we don't have to earn it. Amen? The word salvation in this Romans 1 verse 16 is an all-encompassing word and according to a doctor... Schofield, who wrote the annotated Schofield Bible, um, he was a Greek scholar, and he said the Greek and the Hebrew words for salvation imply deliverance. They also imply safety. They imply preservation. They imply healing and soundness. 
It basically will cover anything that you would ever need. What a great deal. What a, such a great salvation that God has pro- provided for us. Amen. And he invites us and wants to adopt us into his family. Praise God. Can somebody say hallelujah? So because of these words, the way they can be interpreted, we could actually say Romans 1 verse 16 like this. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to healing. Or I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, because it's the power of God to deliverance. Or the power of God to soundness. Or the power of God to safety. Or the power of God for protection. So what do you need today? God's got it all for you. This is an all one-time shop. It's the power shop. And whatever you need, God's got it. And he wants you to have it more than you want it. God wants you healed more than you want to be healed. It's already been paid and bought for. It's been provided 2,000 years ago. All you have to do is believe and receive. Amen. Now, whether you know it or not, my wife and I, Lindy, we've been traveling out since September last year. And once a month, we go out and we do a healing meeting or a gospel meeting. And everywhere we've been, everybody say everywhere, but there's a little disclaimer that. The first place I went to in Albany Creek, and I forgot to ask them, but everywhere we went, people were healed in their seats. People, everybody say everywhere. Well, they could have been healed in Albany Creek, but I forgot to ask. It was my first time, and you can't remember everything. Do you know in this morning's meeting, I know at least three people, they came up and told me they were healed in their seat in the first service. Say, praise the Lord. Say, thank you, Jesus. You know why? Because the power of God facilitates that. And how do you get the power of God somewhere? You just present the gospel. Because where the gospel is, there's the power of God. Mate, it's got to be simple and easy, otherwise I couldn't do it. I don't do complicated. That's true. No way. If you want to hear, if you want to hear something complicated, don't come to any of my meetings because it's simple as. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, Paul says this about, he says, And my speech and my preaching were, were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration, everybody say demonstration, of the Spirit and of power. Everybody say power. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Hallelujah. Everybody say power. We got the power because God's given us the power in the gospel. Amen. First Corinthians 4 verse 20 says, For the kingdom of God, not, is in, not in word, but in power. Amen. The kingdom of power providing many things, including salvation, healing, deliverance, preservation, whatever you need, God's got it for you. One time shot. God's got it all. Forget about Ikea. Just go to the God shop and get the power. 
In John chapter 6, verse 2, it says in the common, no, sorry, the complete Jewish Bible, and it says a large crowd followed him because they had seen, they had seen the miracles he performed on the sick. So this is not a renter crowd. Something is a drawing their attention. And you know what it is? It's the power of God. Nothing gets a crowd around more than the power of God. Amen? Hallelujah. Everybody say power. Power. (laughs) Jesus said something about this. You know, Jesus, what Jesus did, the things that he did, the works that he did, he actually used them to validate the message. You know, talk's cheap. It's either put up or shut up. So he used the power of God, the demonstration of God's power to validate the message that he was preaching. Because people are saved through the foolishness of preaching. Amen? And it says in John 14 verse 11, Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. So healing validates the gospel message. Amen? It's like ringing a bell. Come and get it. Healing is like a dinner bell for the gospel. Amen? I've got a bell at home and Ellie brought it today. I thought it might upset them in the sound desk. But I wanted to actually ring it because we, <laughs> we do these meetings and I just at the end say, come and get it, you know. Hallelujah. I didn't do it. I'd probably get in trouble from Lindy. She's not here. I know she's in Europe, but she'd find out. (laughs) Someone is bound to tell. (laughs) Hallelujah. So healing is eternally coupled to the forgiveness of sins. They are bound together forever in the atoning work of Jesus Christ and are in essence the gospel. We don't need more power. We just need more gospel. We just need more gospel, amen? Because when you've got more gospel, you're going to have everything that you need, amen? Hallelujah. Jesus actually sent out his disciples to do the same that he did, amen? And in uh, Luke chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, he called the 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. So when you're preaching the kingdom or preaching the gospel, healing goes with it. Salt and pepper. What else goes together? Bread and butter. Ying and yang, is it? Oh, I probably can't say that. Anyway, no, I can't say that. That's a bit new agey. But nevertheless, hallelujah. Where the gospel is, there's power, amen? And God's willing to, to display his power. You know, God was demonstrating his grace and um, miracles through the the, um, disciples and also then the Apostle Paul. They went out preaching. Let's have a look in Acts chapter 14, verses 7 to 10. Acts chapter 14, verses 7 to 10. You still here or you've gone home? Everybody say power. Power. Hallelujah. Watch out for the power. It'll get you. You just get healed in your seat sitting there. Lumps can disappear, spines can straighten, people's eyesight can be restored, the hearing will come back. 
Hallelujah. Pain will go out of their body and they don't even know it. I'll tell you a funny story. I was doing a meeting just over the back here somewhere in a church. And at the end of the meeting, the meeting's all over. And um, everybody's standing around having a cup of tea and some biscuits. And this guy comes out to me after the meeting's finished, right? And he said, look, he said, Could you, would you be able to minister to me? I actually walk with a limp because one of my legs is an inch and a half. Sorry, I'm imperial. An inch and a half, which is about 36 mil shorter than the other. And he said, I walk with a limp. So I sat him down in the chair there, put his legs up. And when I looked at his legs, I put my thumbs on his ankle bones. They're perfectly level. And I said, mate, there's nothing wrong with these legs. And we both started to laugh together. You know why? Because he got healed in his seat and he didn't even know it. Anybody say, thank you, Jesus. Anybody say, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So where are we going to Acts chapter 14, verses 7 to 10? Now, this is about Paul and Barnabas. And it says they were what? Preaching the gospel. Well, see, when you're preaching the gospel, there's got to be some action. Amen. So they're preaching the gospel there. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Now, I want you to think about this because you probably know this. No reading on. You think about someone who's never walked. You think about a little child when they walk. They fumble around all over the place. They fall over. They fall on their backside. They're all over the place. They're wobbly as as. They're not true because they, they've got to get, find their, well, their sea legs. They've got to get their balance. So this guy had never walked, okay? It says in verse 9 that this man heard Paul speaking. Now, what was he pe- speaking about? He was preaching the gospel. Everybody say power. power. He was preaching the gospel because he heard him speaking. And Paul observing me intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. So here is a man who's got faith to be healed. Now, if you stop at the end of verse, is it 9? They could have just said, well, let's all go home and have a cup of tea and we'll check our Sunday roast. So you've got the power of God there. You've got a man that's got faith to be healed, but is he healed yet at the end of verse 9? No, he's not. So what did Paul do? He said with a little tiny, sheepy little voice, what did he say? He said with a loud voice, what did he say? Stand up on your feet. And guess what? He walked and leaped. Like walking and leaping and praising God, walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. You know, when you have the power and when you have the faith and when you put the two together, you see miracles. I mean, how hard can it be? All the multitudes that came to Jesus all got healed. Now, they couldn't get podcasts. They couldn't read their Bible. They couldn't watch Copeland on TV or Jesse, whoever your favourite person is or watch Billy Graham or go Chris. They, they weren't even born again. But they all came to Jesus and they all got healed. So how hard can it be? Religion makes it hard but the gospel makes it easy. Hallelujah. It's the power of God under salvation. Did you know there's some power in this room right now? Hallelujah. 
That power is going into some people's bodies already in this building. Did I tell you that this morning, there was at least three people came up to me after the service and they told me they were healed in their seats. Did I say that already? I see I need this somebody. I need help. You can tell I need help, right? Hallelujah. In Titus chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Titus chapter 2, verse 11, Oh, these guys are good. You're doing a great job up there. It says, For the grace of God that brings what? Salvation has appeared to all men. You know the grace of God. Grace is a person. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So it says here that the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to how many men? All men. Well, that's 73%, right? All means what? All means what? 100%. So is everybody saved then? No, they're not saved. And you know why? Because you have to put faith in what God's grace provides through the gospel. The New English New Testament translations translates it this way. For the grace of God has dawned upon the whole world with healing for all mankind. So the provision is there, right? Now, let me ask you, is everybody healed? This is not a trick question. Is everybody healed? No, they're not. And you know why they aren't? Because that healing has to be received by faith. Amen? It has to be received by faith. Isn't that true? It says in Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9, For by the grace of God you have been saved through faith. So it's the two working together, grace and faith working together. It's not of yourself. It is a gift. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anybody should boast. So this power just has to be received. So how hard is that? It's not hard at all. Let's go to um, let's go to Mark chapter five, and let's have a look about this story. I'm sure you know this is a story about the woman with the issue of blood. Now, this woman had been very sick for about twelve years. She'd spent all her money on doctors because that's what sickness and disease does. It robs you of your finances, and uh, she was actually not getting better, any better, or she was actually getting worse. And you know what happens in this story? It says that she heard about Jesus. And you know what she heard about Jesus? She heard that multitudes were going up and touching Jesus and power was going out of him into them and they were all getting healed. So you know what she thought? She was a smart lady. She said, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm sick. I need healing. So I'm just going to stay at home because I'm too sick to go out. Did she do that? No. I remember when I was pastoring a church, we'd run healing meetings on special occasions and uh, people wouldn't come and I'd talk to them the next day. I'd ring them up and say, how come you weren't at the healing meeting? And they said, I was sick, I couldn't come. <laughs> no wonder they're called the disciples. 
Listen, if you're sick, you need to get into your healing meeting where there's the power of God. Amen. So she didn't do that. She didn't stay at home. She, you know what she thought? She said, oh, everybody else is getting it. I'm going to get mine. So out she went and she said, you know what? If I can just touch a hem of Jesus' garment, I'll be made whole. So she got out and she got after it. You know, the kingdom of God suffers violent and the violent ones take it by force. This power God has received, it's not passive, it's aggressive. Nancy boys aren't going to get this. You've got to get out and get after it. So she gets out, and you know what? She does a little bit of a sneaky thing. She wasn't even meant to be out there as a Jew, a Jewish woman. She was unclean, and she was supposed to yell out unclean and give people a wide berth. She could be stoned for what she was doing. Yeah. So she comes out, and she sneaks Touches the hem of Jesus' garment. And guess what happens? Whoa, I got it. (laughs) But you know what Jesus said? He turned around and in verse, where is it? In verse 30, and it says, And Jesus immediately knowing himself that power, everybody say power. power. Power had gone out of him. The Woosh translation said that Jesus knew by experience that this power went out of him. He said, power went out of it. And he said, who touched me? And these disciples said, you have got to be kidding me. This is like Sideshow Alley. Oh, I think they got my hand. I think they got my show bag. Everybody's touching you. But this touch is different. This is the touch of faith. And faith causes the power to be activated and released into that person. Faith gives action to the power. And anyway, when Jesus said, who touched me? This is not a rhetorical question. Jesus, I do believe that he didn't know who touched him. And when he turned around, I believe that the Lord, by the gifts of the Spirit, would understand who that was. Amen. And he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Isn't that a wonderful story? Hallelujah. And our faith can restore us to amen and everything that we need. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, there's no reason in the mind of God why anybody couldn't be saved or healed. There is no reason. Anybody who wants to be saved can be saved. Anybody that wants to be healed can be healed. We just have to cooperate with God's grace and receive the power. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, this power of God, it's a little bit like electricity in the natural realm. Electricity is no respecter of persons. You know, if a child puts a a metal object into a socket, it's turned on, it's going to be a shocking experience. And you can't say, well, the power company's got it in for me, they're trying to kill me. No, that electricity just flows. And so does the power of God. When Jesus turned around to this woman, he wasn't dispensing that power based on her worth. And he's not dispensing the power to you based on your worth. You don't have to deserve it. He didn't turn around and look her up and down and said, well, I don't think you're sincere enough. He didn't look in her eyes and say, have you been tithing? Or I can see unforgiveness in your heart. 
He said, I don't think you are going to heal you because you're ugly. (laughs) No, the power just flows. It's no respecter of persons. This is a great thing, you know what, because you don't have to earn it or deserve it. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. This is wonderful. God's power is not distributed on the basis of our worth. Amen? Hallelujah. So she actually believed it. This, this actually power flowed. There's a message I have about the law of faith, and it was the, the law of faith is like electricity. It's just governed by the power of God and faith hooking into that. Amen? This lady, she believed it, she said it, she did it, she received it, and she told it. And why did she say it? Because she believed that if she went and did what the multitudes were doing, she'd be healed. Amen? The power of God would go into her. And she got what she believed. Amen? Hallelujah. You notice before this woman got out, there was no pre-healing interview. There's no pre-healing interview. He's not checking you out to see if you're good-looking or whether you've been praying enough or reading your Bible and all that. There's none of that. It's unconditional like God's love. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, reading your Bible and doing those things and praying are all good things. Amen. But we're saved by grace through faith. Amen. Hallelujah. God is no respecter of persons. Let's have a look here. Um, it's It's possible for us, I think, that we as believers... We often come up with a lot of excuses. We, we come up with these. Not God doesn't come up with these. We do. And you've got some sort of sickness or disease in your body and you think, well, oh, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just not good enough. I don't deserve it. Or maybe it's genetic. Amen? Or all these kind of reasons. It's my own fault. After all, I have been smoking. And yeah, I've got lung cancer and I deserved it. Yeah, you deserve it and you did cause it, but that won't stop you from being healed. There is no reason why you can't be healed. There is no reason why you can't be saved. I said there is no reason. I'll go and tell them over here. There is no reason why you can't be healed or saved. There is no reason. We have reasons, but we're putting up the barriers, not God, because God does no respecter of persons. He's not assessing you. You don't have to make yourself acceptable to God. God loves you unconditionally. He loves you warts and all. His love is unconditional and everlasting. What a deal. Hallelujah. Let's have a look at... um, Here, I've got that down. Yeah, yes, God's love is unconditional. God is love. Love is based on grace. Now, grace is something that God does independent of us. It's God's provision even though we don't deserve it. And you know, this salvation, everything that God's provided for us was done 2,000 years ago. 
So you know that God has forgiven all your sins, past, present, and future. I'll go and tell them over here. God has forgiven all your sins, past, present, and future. But there can be consequences, right? But not from God. And if you think God can't forgive future sins, you'd be in a lot of trouble now because when he went to the cross was 2,000 years ago and you took 2,000 years into the future. Can I have an amen? I'll say it again. I'll better go over here. You better hope that God can forgive future sins because you're 2,000 years in the future from when he went to the cross. Remember that. Now, there can be consequences. You know, if I decide on the way home to put on my balaclava, get my 38 revolver out of the glove box, and I decided I'm going to rob a service station on the way home, God would still love me. Lindy would probably not love me as much. And when the police finally caught me, I would be sitting in jail, but God would love me. And God would bless me all that he could. The guards might not like me. The guards might want to beat me, but God would love me. So there are consequences, but they're not coming from God. Okay? Now, let's move on now. God wants you well more than you want to be well. Amen? Healing has already been provided. So faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Romans 10, verse 17. There's faith in this room right now. There's the power of God in this room. Amen? Hallelujah. The power of God is present to heal right now. Hallelujah. People are getting healed in their seats, believe me. They did in the first service, they will in the second service. And they go everywhere we go except for Albany Creek. They could have been healed there, but I didn't think to ask. They could have been people here. I wouldn't be surprised. Why wouldn't they be? God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, some people think that the day of miracles are past when God established the early church and all the apostles died, that miracles ceased because the day of miracles have ceased and God just used that to establish the church. There is no such thing as the day of miracles. It's a God of miracles and he's not dead. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Let's have a look. You know, God's power can be present and yet not be perceived by our senses. say, well, you know, I, don't, I can't really feel the power of God. But don't, don't worry about feelings. Did you know there's, there's um, TV waves and radio waves in this building right now, even though you can't feel them? You say, no, I don't believe that. Well, you're just not smart. Because if I got a television set, plugged it in, tuned it in and turned it on, we'd see a picture, we'd hear sound and sight. And that's not when they started broadcasting. They were already here. Amen? So let's have a look at a story here in John, sorry, no, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 25. 
I'm, I'm enjoying having a bit more time, by the way. I was on the express train this morning. I wanted to get off at a stop there and it just kept going. Hallelujah, it did work because people got healed. Praise God and praise you, Jesus. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's have a look here in Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 25. I mightn't read it all. I'll just pick bits out. It says, Now it happened on a certain day that as he was teaching, talking about Jesus, that were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And it says that the power of God was present to heal them. Oh, great. Now, the power of God is present to heal who? The them. So the people that are there, right? So the power of God's there to heal them, right? Everybody with me so far? Okay. Now, if there's going to be a big meeting and somebody's popular and you want to get a good seat, you need to come early, right? And if you come late, often you've got to go in an overflow room or somewhere else. So the power of God's present to heal them, these lawyers and these Pharisees or whatever they were. They were the naysayers, the whingers and the complainers. See, you've got receivers and you've got resistors. But I believe we've got receivers in here today. We're believers. We're receivers. Amen? So a couple of guys and his mates, they came late to the meeting. They couldn't get in the front door, couldn't get in the back door, couldn't get in through the windows. Do you know why they came up with this plan? Let's just rip up somebody's roof. You know, I've preached in places where there were kids. We didn't have a children's church for a while when we were at Alice Springs. And there were kids banging their toys around. I thought, well, I'm going to be louder than any kid. And they're bashing their toys around. But I couldn't imagine if somebody's (laughs) got some sort of tool or breaking tiles off the roof, whatever, and dirt's falling down and tiles are coming down. And you're still preaching like, oh, what elephant in the room? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, here, the power of God was spread. All of a sudden, in verse 19, it says, And when they could not find how they might bring him in, there's four guys with a guy on a, on a stretcher, right? They couldn't find out how to bring him in because of the crowd. So they went up on the housetop and they let him down with his bed through the tiling in the midst before Jesus. <clears throat> now, it says in verse 20, It says, when he saw their faith, he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. Well, that's good. I'm I'm sure the guy in the bed is a little, just a little bit disappointed. I'm not really wanting that today. I'm needing healing. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad about that. But listen, this is not what I'm here for. You know, if you go, you miss a sender to the shop to get eggs and you come back with bread, she'd already got three loaves of bread. So he's there for healing, right? You think he'd be a little bit disappointed, think, what's going on here? So the scribes and Pharisees can be a reason. There's always whinges and complainers about. And see, listen to this. If these guys hadn't have turned up and they'd stopped the meeting before these four men and his paralyzed guy on the bed, so there's five of them, if they hadn't turned up, we could be there saying, man, that was a dead meeting, nothing happened. 
because none of them got anything. Yet the power was there. Faith gives action to the power. Thank God these guys came along because people had assessed that meeting say, oh, we're dead there. Sometimes the power of God is not perceivable to our senses. It doesn't need to be as long as you believe it and you receive it. It's not about a goosebump or a feeling. It's a matter of faith. Faith in the power of God. Hallelujah. We're talking about power sources. So they began to grinch and complain, but Jesus perceived their thoughts in verse 22, and he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts, which is easy to say, your sins are forgiven you, or rise up and walk. Now, which is easy to say? Come on now. Is it easy to say, rise up and walk, or your sins forgiven you? It's not a trick question. You know, how could you tell, can you really see a sin? What if it's an internal sin like envy or jealousy? Can you see that? Probably you can't if they hide it well. So if sins were forgiven, how would you know? So which is easy to say? The answer, it's easy to say, your sins are forgiven you. We wouldn't know or not. Isn't that true? So he says, to prove that I have power to forgive sins, guess what? Up your nose with the rubber hose. Watch this. Take up your bed and walk. And guess what happened? That's exactly what he did. Now, not last week, but the week before, I must have been thinking about this in my sleep or something, but I woke up in the morning, I was so excited. I was just blown away. I could hardly express myself. And I hope you get this excitement that I got. I, I'm still, um, Benny got it and other people. Why did Jesus say to this man, your sins are forgiven you when he needs healing? You know, blind Bartimaeus was on the road and uh, they said, there's a noise and there's a ruckus going on. And they said, who is, what's going on there? They say, Jesus is coming by. Oh, he said, Jesus, have mercy on me. And they said, shut up, shut up. <laughs> then he cries out even louder. Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. He calls him and they said, oh, he's calling you now. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do? And he said, Lord, just pray that I'll hold on to the end. <laughs> oh, Lord, my sister's got a headache. Could you just minister to her? And they said, Lord, that I re receive my sight. And guess what happened? He said, I'll heal one eye today and I'll heal another one tomorrow. Because <laughs> I don't want there to be a drain in power and the lights of heaven might dim. <laughs> guess what he received? He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And guess what happened? He got his sight. Hallelujah. So why did Jesus say to this man, son, your sins are forgiven you? You ready? You ready? I'm going to tell you why. This is what I woke up so excited about two weeks ago. Because when you realise that your sins are forgiven you, 
There is no reason why you can't be healed. There is no reason. There is no barrier. There is nothing between you and God. There's no bad blood. There's nothing. There is no reason why you can't receive healing. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Healing is eternally coupled to the forgiveness of sins. They are bound together forever in the atoning work of Christ. They are in essence the gospel. There's a table spread before us in the presence of our enemies according to Psalm verse 23 verse 5 and I'm going to ring the bell and say healing is here, salvation is here. Come and get it now. Dinner is served. I'd like to say a special thank you to my audience. Wherever you may be in the world, God loves you and we love you. If you've got any questions or if you'd just like to encourage us, you can email us at gfcd.sozo at gmail.com. We've run out of time right now, so remember to subscribe to our podcast so you get a reminder of the soon-to-be-released next episode of Grace Faith Christian Discipleship, where God changes lives through the hearing of His Word. Amen.